Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 239. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan, and we're going to conclude the arc of the Boogie Mangers with some Strixhaven Commander talk. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We are back continuing yesterday's whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What is going down? Virtually everything is the same as last time we spoke, which for us was about two and a half minutes ago. Yep. When we were doing the best of the rest, but first edition <laughs> of our Strixhaven and C21 set review. But we have some more stories to tell, some cards to talk about, some other things that we want to say, some blazing hot takes to get to. But before we get to any of that, we have to thank our business daddies, FusionGamingOnline.com. They're a source for all your gaming needs. Oh, very much so. And this is the opportunity when we're done talking about the sealed commander products and boosties and mythical archives and shit. If you just want that one commander or two or three, however many you want, you go to FusionGamingOnline.com. CCO Fusion 5 promo code, 5% off all of your commanders, all of your cards in general, all of your gaming supplies. Mm. And you said the the conclusion, the end of the arc of the Boogie Mandy. Yes, we've done some Boogie Mander deck. We did a really good... Uh, top f- top five. five and five? Yep. yep. Of Boogie Manders. So we're going to move on to probably doing some Strixhaven stuff for the next couple of weeks. So if you have ideas, builds, by all means, send them in. I've got a couple already. One of them on... My favorite commander, who we're going to talk about in due course. Oh, you're building one of these? Uh, I'm not, but somebody in the nation did, oh. and he built the deck that I was thinking about building. So cool. Okay, well, yeah, we, we call it the the conclusion of the arc of the boogeymander, and you're like, well, there's no boogeymanders in here, right? No. There are a couple that I want to highlight or touch on, or or in particular want to draw attention to two and three converted mana cost legendary creatures because those are the ones that are like you you see the facebook or the twitter posts where it's like oh yeah like you cast a, a a lotus petal or a dark ritual and this commander on turn one and then you cast this on turn two and you commander damage or you infect them out or whatever and that commander is kind of tagged to oh it can kill you on turn two with with a tainted strike or whatever, right? And and that is how a boogeymander starts. Yeah. Right? And there's a couple of those in here, and there's certainly a bunch of two and three converted mana cost commanders. That is true. Yeah. Those are all so, things that are true. So we're going to highlight them. We've got 43. Oh, we're going to... I've got 43 in front of me. You've got 53 in front of you, but you have some of the reprints that we might just touch on. We're going to remind you that they're there. And then move along because none of them are exciting. Yeah. Some of them are questionable at best, including <laughs> our hint from the pre-show on Monday. On Monday. And I'm sure everybody's like, oh, Brando and Ryan, they forgot CCO. You guys are so dumb. Nuh-uh. We saved it till today. And if you, on that video from two days ago, guessed Arashi Sky Asunder as the why the fuck is it even in here, Commander? We're still wondering and you are now entered into the dirty, rotten sack of packs to crack, and you could have one on the way to you very soon. That's right. And last time's winner, last week's winner, none other than Benjamin H. That's a BH. And if you have to ask... You can't afford it. No, but BH, Benjamin H., commandercookout at gmail.com. You get at us with your name, that you were the pack winner, your address... And we'll pluck a stinky old pack out of the onion bag and we'll send it your way. Yeah. Yeah. And 
Yeah, it's lots of fun. So everybody who commented, thank you for commenting. Uh, today's comment, what are we asking for? Commanders that you like. Oh, if you're going to build one of these, please put them down in the comments because I'm not building anything new out of this yeah. set. Although lots of this stuff. You just said you were, didn't you? No, no I, I like one of them. Oh, I would oh, okay. build one, but somebody out there already did it and they did it better than I would have. So I'm 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 happy and sa I'm satisfied in that. And there's yeah. lots of stuff I think I'm looking forward to playing against in, mm. in, in here. But nothing that I'm really amped to build a new deck on. Lots of this stuff's going to go in decks that I have, but... Okay. Mm. Well, last last couple things before we get to the actual commandies, because we're jumping right into it today, because we got lots. Fuck yeah! If you're going to submit a list, the best place to submit it, if you're not a Patreon supporter, is commandercookout at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. Commandercookout at gmail.com. That's the easiest place for us to find it. You can message us anywhere. Facebook, at CCO Podcast, at CCO Brando. You can message us through Discord if you're a patron. You can message us anywhere. But yep. the best place to submit a deck is to the email. Yes. And the email, the show notes are below. So when I, when I text you back because you fucking tweeted at me, and I say, <laughs> can you send it to the email? And you say, well, I don't know what the email is. It's in the show. Yeah. It's on the screen. It's in the show notes. Yes. Commandercook at gmail.com. And if you're a Patreon supporter over at patreon.com slash CCO Podcast, we've got a jank deck build. Yep. When I ask for help, that's where I go. <laughs> We've got a competitive deck building channel. I don't think I've ever fucking been in that one. <laughs> I think I looked in it once. And, and I was like, like, oh, okay, peace out. Yeah, no, no. Not and then, for, no, I can't do it. And um, then we've got the preferred deck list channel, which is one of the benefits to become a patron. And that's the first place that we do go because we we do like to feature our, our supporters list as much as we can. And that's the best place to kind of get some of the dialogue about like about what the deck is like. Yes. You know what I mean? Like somebody will post a deck and then a bunch of the other users of that channel will look at it and I'll, I'll read all the comments on it sometimes, like when there is a bunch of them. Sure. And and I know that the deck builders in there are going to give us something that is unique, interesting, well put together. So it's not just like we, we get a comment on YouTube, oh, this deck sucks. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it'll be an actually <laughs> well put together deck. So big thanks to all the patrons who, who contribute to that and everybody who contributes, shares, does all of the social media stuff. Agreed. Yeah. So, Commandies, you want to jump right into it? We got any other stories? You got any other concerns of legendary stature? I have a concern about some Commander stuff, and I was going to talk about it on the show. Okay. But I think maybe it might be worth its own little little thing. Okay. Well, we'll do it another place. Okay. Where I'm concerned about some of the... I want to say pricing structure. Yeah, pricing structure of the C21 decks versus the set decks. The, the Yeah, the commander set decks. Yeah, what the fuck are those called? They, they're the ones that launch. There's two of them. They're all reprints. They launch with Zendikar Rising and they launch with Kaldheim. Yeah. yeah. I think that there's a discrepancy in price, especially with these sets, because the reprint equity isn't really there. Mm -hmm. And I would argue that on a lot of the decks, the new print equity isn't really there to justify the increase in price. But I think that's something that we can talk about at a later date, and it doesn't really inform how cool some of these cards are. Yeah. So let's just talk about how sweet these are. Well, and we can dunk what? on Watsy charging us too much for stuff another time. <laughs> well, I think that we do that frequently enough. But uh, when, when there's a Commander product or some other non-set product, sometimes we do a little bit of a review of it on YouTube. So mm -hmm. the next time we're, we're in Studio CCO and we're talking about it, we might just run the camera and we'll, we'll do a little bit of a 
not a price review. Like we're not an MTG finance no. channel, but when when we feel strongly like this is good, this is bad, yeah. this is too expensive, or like go out and buy this, it's too fucking cheap. <laughs> uh, we'll let you guys know. But for today, let's talk some commandies. Commandies. All right, so we're going to jam through these commanders alphabetically. Usually we do them by color, but we'll do them by alphabet this time. Oh, yeah, and there's so many that are like multiple colors, so it'd just all be gold alphabetical anyways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we'll start with Adrix and Nev Twincasters. Yeah, hey, speaking of boogeymanders, yeah. we're hitting one up right off the bat. That's Simic that cares about copying stuff. Shocking. Yeah, is this going to be one of those ones that people are just going to be like, oh, yeah, okay. I can never remember the name of the card. Hold on, give this card a read first. Okay. It's a 2-2. Two, two. Merfolk with... It's a merfolk? Yeah, I guess so. That is not a merfolk. Oh. Shame on you, wizards. Andrew somebody doesn't know what a merfolk looks like. So, it, anyway, it's a 2-2 two, two merfolk wizard for blue-green 2. Ward 2 which means whenever this creature becomes the target of a spell or ability an opponent controls, counter it unless they pay an additional two. So you can't kill this for free. That's right. You have to pay at least two. If one or more tokens would be created under your control, twice that many tokens are created instead. So this so, is parallel lives. Yes, or anointed procession or half of doubling season, if you will, yeah. on a thing that you have to pay extra for. And just... Side note, I love ward because you can ward two. You can ward sacrifice a creature. Ward pay three life. You can ward anything and it's fucking countered unless they do that thing. You can just make ward cost whatever you want and expect it to be evergreen. Really? I think so. Okay. All right. That's cool. What what were you going to say? The name of the card? Something? something? No, that, that, that's it. Okay. It's... it's I remembered it, and then I forgot it again. I said the name of it 25 <laughs> seconds ago, and now I forget what the hell the card was. Parallel Lives. Got it again. Got it. There it's it is. There. So that's what this card is. It's Parallel Lives. It's going to double tokens. Yeah, put it in your token decks with the, Parallel Lives and Doubling Season, the, and, and you just have that effect. And and I guess sort of Vornklex 2.0, Baby Eater. Yeah, would... You gonna build? He, he, he does counters, not tokens. Yeah, but he's the other half of Doubling Season. He goes in this deck. Yeah, probably. Anyways. How about Alibu, Ancient Witness? Alibu, Ancient Witness. This is a 4-5 golem for red, white, three other arties. Creatures you control have haste. Artifact creatures. Sure. Okay. And he's an artifact creature too, I should say. Or it. He ain't got no haste. No. Whenever one or more artifact creatures you control attack, Alibu, Ancient Witness deals X damage to any target and you scry X, where X is the number of tapped artifacts you control. Hmm. Whenever an artifact we control attacks. So let's just pretend it's a throwaway. Just like a 1-1 one, one Thopter. We don't give a shit. Sure. Okay. Then Alibu just says, hey, how many tapped artifacts do you actually have? Deal damage. Yeah, so so you... we would just play this in the artifact deck. And it's not the act it's not an actual Boros attacky deck. It's the artifact Boros deck. It's the artifact Boros attacky deck. The artifact attack. I, I try to make it fit. Artifatakaros. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like an ancient <laughs> Greek god. Artifatakaros. Uh, yeah, but I don't think it's an it's an attacky deck. I think you just attack with one dude. Yeah, it's and, a it's a, and then you just play the dirtly artifact deck. It's a very subtle Voltron deck. <laughs> <laughs> Boros moving into the subtleties now, hey? Yeah, and you okay. give her, and then you give her infect, and away you go. Hey, does she deal the damage? Yeah. 
deals X damage. Okay. Yeah. So so there that is. Okay, next up we have the first reprint. We're going to just mention this real quick. Arashi the Sky Asunder. Why does that exist? Yeah, I'm not sure. Moving on. Moving on. This is our first Elder Dragon and House of Witherbloom, Witherbloom College creator back in the day. Belladros Witherbloom is a 4-4 Elder Dragon for green, black, 5 with flying at the beginning of each... Each upkeep, create a 1-1 black and green pest creature token with when this creature dies, you gain a life and pay 10 life, untap all lands you control, activate this ability only once each turn. Hey, I like paying 10 life to do stuff. Yeah, I like paying 10 life to do all kinds of stuff. I'm just going to probably play like Seedborn Muse. Yeah. Mind you, no, I'll probably just play Seedborn Muse. Yep. I think that this, it's fine. It's got a cool picture. Yes, very cool picture. But I'm not... It's not pumping mine ads. Not mine ads aren't pumped. Moving on. Blex Vexing Pest. Wow, what a cool name. Let me tell you about a card that I don't like. Black Blex Vexing it. Pest? Yep, this is it. Okay, give this it a... I'll read it. I'll read it. I'll spare you the trouble. Okay. This is a 3-2 Pest. Hey, so we're seeing a Pest theme in the Witherblooms. Okay. 3-2 Pest for green 2. Other Pest Bats, insects, snakes, and spiders. You control, get plus one, plus one. What's cool. not to like thus far? Okay. Oh, wait for it. When Blex Vexing Pest dies, you gain four life, which is a thing that the pests do. When they die, you gain a life. Yep. Okay, so this is like super pest. And then you flip it over, and this is a black sorcery on the other side. Look at the top five cards of your library. You may put any number of them into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. You lose three life for each card put into your hand this way. Black, black, two. How often, Ryan, on this show do I say, it's another black, pay two, draw two, lose two. Well, here we, here we have pay four, draw five, lose 15. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of card. What the hell? And Blex isn't that good. So 15, like, 50 in black and green, you are not going to be able to find a draw spell that gets you five cards for less than 15 I got life. I, I, I'll hit you back. I'll hit you with a couple couple morsels. 15. Morsels. Witherbloom, Golgari, if you will in Strixhaven is loosely focused around gaining life. Sure. Yeah, green's taking over what white does, even in fucking lifelink, the worst thing. Yeah. Yeah, we're taking it over. Okay. This is a draw and lose, yes. Yeah. We did not bite a Moonlight Bargain with your dog at your house that one time. We didn't bite that card. Definitely happened. It was a different card. No, it was not. This card, if you have infinite mana... Like all of the sorceries that you can cast out of your command zone, if you have infinite mana, you can yeah. just draw your whole library. You can just cast them to infinity. Yeah. This one, you need life. <laughs> but uh, fuck it. We'll go down to one. I'm not scared. So, so you mean to tell me that this card is good if you can make infinite mana? Just like virtually every other card. Yes. In magic. Cool. And and infinite life. Don't forget that you yeah. need that oh, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Moving on. I, you know what? I do like the front of this card. I think that it is cute. It is meme I'm not usually into like the cute stuff, but I do like a good meme deck. Sure. Sure. Bosh, Iron Golem. Fuck why, why are they reprinting it? Who gives a Moving shit? Moving on. Brina the Demagogue. The Demagogue? 
Demagoog. This is one of those weird owl people. Yeah. Ah, give it a read. It's got 900 lines of text that I don't even think it's good. I got this. One, three, four, black, white, one, flying, bird, warlock. Whenever a player attacks one of your opponents, if that opponent has more life than another of your opponents, that attacking player draws a card and you put two plus one plus one counters on a creature you control. What the fuck? That sounds like, like a a card from the Lord of the Rings TCG. Like, what yeah. the fuck does that even do? I'm not a big fan of of that many words and that, like, uh, what's the word? Like, it doesn't fucking do anything. You know what I mean? And it just encourages my opponents to attack each other. I'm just not into it. I'm yeah. not into my encouraging my opponents to attack somebody. It's so marginal is the word. It just yeah. doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, like, <laughs> seeing this in the command zone, I just don't I, care. You will, but... <laughs> I don't... Why? I don't know if this is right? going to be a very widely adopted and built card. Yeah, the, it costs three, just like blacks. We've seen we've seen two of them at the three-drop slot thus far. At and least we're gonna see our, is a meme. Uh, yeah, at least. Right? We're going to see the next three-drop in... My, my buddy that I went to elementary school with, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> this is Cody. Cody... Vociferous Codex is this set's do-all, catch-all, five-color, do-whatever-you-want commander. Yes, unless it's a permanent spell, then you can't do it. Yeah, then you can't do it. It's a construct 1-4 for 3. You can't cast permanent spells once it's in play. Yes. Before it's in play, you can. Fuck it, I'm not putting any in my deck. 4. Tap. Add Wooberg. When you cast your next spell this turn, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile an instant or sorcery card with lesser mana value. Until end of turn, you may cast that card without paying its mana cost and put each other card exiled this way on the bottom of your library in random order. So your spells gain Cascade. Yes. Cool. For for non-permanent things, I think, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you can't cast permanent spells. Yep. And and yes, you're, you're... Yeah, when I say spells, I mean like the, yeah, so the we're, things that aren't yeah. physical things. So we're playing not permanent tribal essentially. Yeah, and you know what? Very subtly, this is a mana rock that taps, a three-drop mana rock that taps for any color. You just have to have additional mana. Yeah. So you pay four and you get five, so it's going to net you one, and it can be any color that you don't kind of want to spend. So very subtly, it is a three-drop, totally fucking unplayable mana rock. It kind of is unplayable as a mana <laughs> rock, to be fair. Like, I don't know. Moving on. Moving on. We have Dika fractal theorist. Yeah, the fractal. The fractals are the the simic tokens. Like Golgari gets gets pests. The fractals are what simic gets. Okay. Okay. Good. Good thing. So she is a human wizard. Three three for blue five with magecraft. Here we go. Whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, create a zero zero green and blue fractal creature token. Put a plus one. Put X plus one plus one counters on it, where X is the spell's converted mana cost, and it has. Blue three tart creature token can't be blocked this turn. Okay, so this one kind of feels like a Simic card. It's making a token, it's putting plus one counters on it. That feels like Simic from Ravnica. Yeah, that's Simic as hell. Yeah. Everything about that is Simic. And, and we didn't mention it yesterday, but I'm I'm not really seeing a lot of is it that looks to be different than is it. Yeah. Right? I think is it and Simic are just is it and And Simic. it's it's hard with blue because they they are the spell color right and is it is spell slinger and now we're in the spell slinger deck or set and it's kind of just spell yeah. slinger again like i don't know in the comments or on twitter or on discord tell me where i'm wrong with that yeah. i guess yeah all right Anyways. next up we have dina soul steeper i really like this picture it looks like a content creator that i am a fairly big fan of 
Oh, just, cool. Just kind of as an aside. Uh, she is a Dryad Druid. That's fun to say. <laughs> Dina the Dryad Druid is a 1-3 for black-green. Fuck, there's the D. There's the D in our arc of alliteration. <laughs> Whenever you gain life, each opponent loses one life, one sack a dude. Dina's Soul Steeper gets plus X plus O until end of turn where X is the sacrifice creature's power. I don't even think I'd play this card. Don't give a shit. It's a 1-3. Who cares? It costs two mana. And then the following turn, if you're playing big mana, you can play the other half of the blood bond combo that she isn't and attack and fucking, oh no, she doesn't have lifelink, but yeah. who cares? Yeah. It's, it's half of blood bond in your command zone for two mana. So when you sit down with Adina and you say, I don't have blood bond combo, that's going to have to be a concession or a clarity that you have to make mm -hmm. because this is the start of how a boogeymander is made ah good one this is this is it this is that's another one we've seen we've seen two of those kind of so far right yeah i like anyways. it anyways essex fractal bloom i like the picture on this one yeah i like what this one does i think i'm gonna try and jam this one into a deck somewhere oh there you go even though i resent it and we'll get to that <laughs> in a second he is a fractal four four for simic and four that's six Flying, the first time you would create one or more tokens during each of your turns, you may instead choose a creature other than Essex Fractal Bloom and create that many tokens that are copies of that creature. So yet another friggin' card that blows Avenger of Zendikar into game-breaking proportions. Because mm. you go... That. I still don't know what this card does. You play Avenger of Zendikar. Sure. And the next time you make tokens... You will make a copy of target creature instead. Oh. So Avenger of Zendikar making ten plants makes ten more Avenger of Zendikar, which makes a hundred plants. And then you play a land, and all of your plants are ten elevens. Hey, that's pretty good. Why do I resent this? Because it's sort of Brutaclad, mm. but sort of clad. I want this in my Brutaclad deck, but it's fucking green. Because mm. I want to turn all my dudes into seven dwarves. Hey, you know what? I I got I got, I got your back here a little bit. Hit I got me. your back. Get me. You're a positive guy. I am. For the most part. Sometimes. When it's not magic, you're a positive guy. <laughs> there we go. There it is. And you like to identify the good in all things. I sure do. The good in this scenario is that magic's rules and, and kind of the culture within the colors and all the things that are magic allow us to have a card like Brutoclad, but let's say you don't like red. Sure. Now you can do something like Brutoclad, but in green blue. And yeah. if, if that's what you want, those are the colors you appreciate. If that's what you want to do, somebody can have the experience that you have playing Brutoclad, yeah. but in this other different way. I like that. I like that's, that. That's really good, yeah. And and to be fair, I think this is the first card that we've talked about that I actually think we're going to see decks. I think people are going to build this guy, and I think that they're going to be really cool. And not Mimi or kind of... Yeah, I was going to say, I'll probably build Blex just like and play it one time just to play like one ones for four. Yeah. <laughs> Shitty card tribal. <laughs> I, I've got a Pit Scorpion from Legends. I'll jam that. <laughs> not scared. Next up, we have Atali Primal Storm getting his umpteenth reprint. Of the week. Cool. And, and felled into the third path too, just, just so when we get there. Yeah, we can jump over him to Extus. Auric Overlord. Wow, hey, what a cool name. And a bunch of cool, like, letters. He's got X's and Q's in his name. Yeah. And he's got a cool spiky shoulder thing. And a glowing head? His hair, I guess. His head's on fire, on purple yeah, fire. man, that is a mother-ass cool guy. Okay, 2-4 for black, black, white, one. Double strike, magecraft. And the magecraft ability is to return... 
target legendary creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Ooh. So that's some sweet recursion. So, you, so if you can infinitely cast and copy something like, like the Chain of Smog, you can always sacrifice the non-legendary creature you're getting back to a sacrifice effect and make like infinite mana or infinite ETBs and, and dies triggers, right? So this guy could be a combo guy. You could make infinite mana with your with your uh, Ashnod's altar, altar. And, yep. or, or, or Phyrexian altar and cast Awaken the Blood Avatar to infinity because it's a sorcery on the back side. And that's each opponent sacrifices a creature, create a 3-6 black and red avatar creature token with haste. And whenever this creature attacks, it deals three damage to each opponent. So you could have infinity of these. And you might not even need infinity mana because as an additional cost to cast this spell, you may sacrifice any number of creatures. And this costs two less to cast for each sacrificed creature. It's pretty cool. I, I like him. I don't. I think that you're going to see this deck too, but I think it might be a little bit more combo centric, and you kind of got to build the deck that you were just describing. Uh, I was going to say a little bit more combo centric than what I just said. <laughs> that is the combo. Yeah, <laughs> but like it's going to have to be a more. It'll have to be the combo you were just talking about because why else do you play that? Uh, he's yeah. he's not really good enough as an attacker to ma take advantage of that. Why does it even have double strike? I'm not sure. It doesn't even make sense. I just, don't know why that has double strike. Why not just make him a 4-4? Four, four? Yeah. Maybe. Fuck, I don't know, man. Moving on. Moving on. Fain, speaking, speaking of combo. Fane the Broker. Human Warlock. 3-3 three, three for black 2. Tap. Sack a creature. Put 2 plus 1 plus 1 counters on target creature. Or tap. Remove a counter from a creature you control. Create a treasure token. Or tap. Sack an artifact. Create a 2-1 white and black inkling Creature token with flying. That's the Orzov creature token the from the inkling, set. The inkling, yes. And, or, black three, untap, feign the broker. Ooh, so you get a, you tap him to make a creature, and then, I don't know, if you can sacrifice that creature to fucking something else, you can get mana, and you can maybe untap him with, like, a Staff of Domination, because that card needed any help. Uh -huh. <laughs> This guy, this guy's a combo combo guy too. Just because he's got so many abilities, so much value. He reminds me of Staff of Domination, Yogmoth, Thran Physician, uh, the the one the Trading Post. Is that it? Trading Post guy, Kenrith? No, 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 no. Oh. The, the the actual card. Well, the actual the, Trading Post. Is that is that the card? The artifact that lets you like sack things. You get a. Yeah, I'm sure that's. I think that's Trading Post. Everybody knows it. It's yeah, on the screen it, if you're watching on YouTube. Yeah, somebody has that, and we do not. Yeah. Yeah. So that's combo guy. We talked Felden already, so we're going to move off to Felicia, Felissa, Fang of Silver Quill. I don't know. F Silver Quill is Orzov. Yes. 3-2 Flyer for 4. Black, white, 2. Mentor. So that's an ability we saw from Return to Ravnica, I think? Yeah, it was a, I think it was a Boros ability? Yeah, it uh, was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Whenever this creature attacks, put a plus 1 counter on target attacking creature with less power. Sure. Okay. Whenever a non-token creature you control dies, if it had counters on it, create X tapped white and black inkling creature tokens with flying where X is the number of counters it had on it. This is a lend of the dusk rose, but for everybody. All of our non-tokens. Huh. Yeah, that's what this is. This is a lenda 2.0 hyper lenda. Neat. Yeah. So you're going to jam this card in a deck. I don't know if I am actually. No? Because Alenda, my Alenda deck plays a lot of tokens. And in addition, this is number of counters it had on it. I don't play a lot of counters 
in my Alenda deck except on Alenda. Oh. So this would need to be like it's just an Alenda enabler. It's a Alenda enabler, like so it would it would double Alenda when Alenda dies, because she might have thirty counters on her, so I get thirty vampires, thirty one vampires, and then thirty inklings. Which is good. That's pretty good. It's good. But I'm also playing uh, Tesa Karlov, like the or Tesa when you double die triggers. Yeah. So I have this effect anyways, and and I have more things that care about die triggers than than this would give me benefit for uh, plus one plus one counters, for example. You don't have to say to that. Let's Moving talk on. about Galazeth Prismari, the Elder Dragon of the Prismari Guild. Three, four, flying Elder Dragon four, blue red two. When it enters the battlefield, you get a creature token and artifacts you control have tap, add one mana of any color, spend this mana only to cast instant or sorcery spells. This is the first one that I am 100% putting in a deck. Tell me. This will go into Kalamax as it makes my vehicles all into Cultivator's Caravans. Cool. Because it's Kalamax on trains, right? Yeah. And all of the trains now, choo-choo, motherfucker, bring a mana. <laughs> right? So that's what this card is going to do it for. It might just replace, like, the uh, Murmuring Mystic. And whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, you, like, get a bird or something, right? Sure. Bird spirit. Yeah. So this will just give me mana and treasure, just, like, one treasure. So he really costs three. Great fucking art. Great yeah. art on this yeah. card. That's High a, fantasy classic looking art. That's a cool card. I, uh, I agree. I'm not going to play it, but I'm glad that you are. Uh, yeah. And yeah. it gives you a treasure token. You could put it in Brutoclad and start the treasure train, <laughs> which is different than a treasure trail. <laughs> <laughs> but not by much. <laughs> Next up, we have Jayome, the master chef. I don't understand I why don't we even. need this card. Nobody. And no why, do all the, why do all the trolls look like they're from World of Warcraft? It's the second one. Yeah, it's true. Let, let's read it and then just move on to the next card. It's a 3-4 with Trample. It's a 5-3. Five, 5-3. Three. Five, three. Because <laughs> I care so much. It's a 5-3 with Trample for green, black, two. At the beginning of your end step, create a number of food tokens equal to the number of non-token creatures you had enter the battlefield under your control this turn. Next paragraph, one, sack of food. Target creature becomes indestructible for another turn. Tap it. So you give it a food to regenerate it. Yeah. You, you, that's that's flavorful. It's cool. And I do like how they're not scared to introduce foods and mentor, like abilities we've seen from yesteryear, yep. years gone by, in Commander products to give us more of that space. I like that. I like that too. Moving on. Hoffery Ghost Forge. The Hoff. The Hoff. I will paint that. I don't usually do cartoons and caricatures, but I will do that one. Excellent. <laughs> will he have the car? Ah. Uh, will I, he be in a bathing suit? I thought bathing suit with like that that orange buoy thing that he runs with. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Now we're talking. Okay. The Hoff is a four three dwarf cleric for white. He's, he's a four five. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> four three. Oh my god. What am I looking at? I have no I'm, idea. I'm dyslexic and I don't know my damn numbers. He yeah. is a four fucking five for white. Red, that's a three, right? Yes. Three. Spirits you control get plus one, plus one, and have trample and haste. Hey. Ooh, that's pretty cool. Whenever another non-token creature you control dies, exile it. If you do, create a token that's a copy of that creature, except it's a spirit in addition to its other creature types, and it has when this creature leaves the battlefield, return the exiled card to your graveyard. Hey, fuck. It's like it creates a ghost of whatever just died. Yeah. That is flavorful. Yep. He's going to boost it when it dies. You're getting an ETB from the thing that died? 
That's pretty good. Yeah, we oh, I'll kill your Sun Titan. Oh, really? <laughs> now oh. it's a 7-7, seven, seven, yeah, and thanks. I'll still get shit back. And yeah. then I'll get my fucking uh, Sun Titan back with my resurrection after it comes back when you kill this thing. Yeah, this is what we were talking about yesterday, where the, the Boros Guild now has that recycling value to it, where it's going to play all of its cool stuff out of the yard to just squeeze a little bit more value out of it. Yeah. I like it. You know what the difference between what Boros is doing now and what other colors are doing is you still have to play all the best Boros stuff yeah. versus Simic or Jund or whatever other color where it feels like they're giving us new best stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sun Titan, still one of the best cards in Boros. Yeah. 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 Yeah, still going to play it with this guy. True that. Right. Next up, we have another one of those cards where I'm thinking to myself, why the fuck isn't this two cards? Oh, yeah. So here we go. Jadazi Oracle of Akavios is a 5-5 five, five for blue six. Blue six. Blue, blue six. Blue, Never blue, mind blue six. Blue, blue six. Discard a card. Return it to your owner's hand. Okay, cool. Sure, I'd Fuck do that. Awesome. Magecraft. I'll, 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 cast, I'll cast it for fucking eight again. Yeah, sure. I'll, yeah, I'll play a 5-5 five, five for eight all day. Just put it back in my hand. Then it has whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, reveal the top card of your library. If it's a non-land card, you may cast it by paying one rather than paying its mana cost. If it's a land, you may put it into play. Okay. If it's a land, you can put it into play. Hey, why that's an just, extra land drop. Why don't you just play Omniscience? Just play fucking omniscient. Well, because on the back of this, oh yeah, let's talk is about this journey card. to the oracle. Green, green two or green. Uh, there, there's two versions of this card, and they have different fucking mana costs depending on which printing you get. There is a typo. Yes. <laughs> you may put any number of land cards from your hand onto the battlefield. Then, if you control eight or more lands, you may discard a card. If you do, return journey the oracle to your hand. Yeah, that's okay. What are you going to do with it, like, next time? Right? you got to well, fill your hand back up well, before then, you can take advantage of then it. Then you play J Jadzi. Ah. This, like, I don't This should just, This should have been two different cards. And yeah. one of them should have been not printed and just play Omniscience instead. The, yeah. That's, there we go. <laughs> There's a typo in one of them and the other one shouldn't even exist. Yeah. It's probably some story thing that ties them together, right? That, that we just don't know. Yeah, that, that doesn't mean anything to me. Next up, we have two, why the fuck are they, who asked for the reprints of Jor Kadeen and Casito? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Moving on. How many big snakes did we talk about, Ryan? At least not fucking one. Well, Black's Vexing Pest gives boosts to snakes. Is he a snake? <laughs> no. Can Casito make him bigger? No, but Casito does get bigger. That <laughs> <laughs> counts, right? No. Oh. God damn. Okay. Cayenne, Dean of Substance. Hey, yeah. Our first Dean, I think, right? This is the current boss of the college. Yes, sir. Okay. This is a 2-2 two -two for green 2 elf druid, so it's probably going to be good. You tap it to X on the top card of your library. If it's a land card, put it into your hand. Otherwise, put a study counter on it. Cool. Okay, study counter. Now, you go green 4. Create a 0-0 zero zero green and blue fractal creature token. Put a plus 1 counter on it. For each different mana value among non-land cards you own with steady counters on them. Th there's complexity there that I Un don't think that, that unnecessary. It be, yeah, it that, shouldn't be there. That is unnecessarily complicated for so, the effect you're getting. Now, on the back, just to make it more complex, to add lines of text. Not that I'm complaining, I just, I, I, it's not for me. Blue, blue, two, bird wizard, three, three, this is... Ambra, Ambra, Imbraham? Imbraham. That's a cool name. That is a cool name. Imbraham, Dean of Theory. So he's a fucking smart. 
He's an owl. No. He's owl people. God damn it. <laughs> He's a flyer. You go blue, blue, X, tap, exile the top X cards of your library, put study counters on each of them. Then you may put a card you own in exile with a study counter on it into your hand. It's kind of like it's kind of like knowledge pool, but draw a card. Yeah, he's again. If you have infinite mana, you draw your whole deck. But like, you draw one card. You got to activate them twice, though, don't you? Well, then you may you, put a card. You got to sack them, so you just kind of keep playing them over and over again. No, I guess you can keep using. But it. You could just X your whole deck, exile your whole deck, and put your Thassa's Oracle into your hand, and then fucking yeah. play it and win. There you go. Because you've got blue, blue devotion to him. Yeah. And, and Thassa's Oracle. Oh, yeah, that's fucking yeah. good. Yeah, okay. Broken in half. Broken in half, infinite mana, out of your command zone. Killian Dink Duelist. This is the kid in the, in school that always wanted to play swords with you at the urinal, and you felt really uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah. Yes, and this is our next boogeymander potential. Tell me. This is the guy, 2-2 two, two, lifelink menace, which means he can only be blocked by two creatures or more. Thank you. And... Spells you cast that target a creature cost two less to cast. That's and that's neat. Yes. Black, white is his mana cost. So you cast him, and then your stuff that targets him costs less. So you've got the enchantment that says creature gets plus two, plus two for each enchantment attached to it. And then you do another pump spell, like a double strike spell in white. And then you give him infect. Yeah. So oh, you man. pump him up with the enchantment to make him like a 4-4. Four, four. You... Give them plus one and infect with tainted strike. Tainted strike, and you give them double strike. So he's a five-five infect double strike, as early as turn two, if you can play him on turn one and have mana left over, like with a mox diamond or something. Wow! So he can infect kill you on turn two. Do we have to say that when we play? No. And and does it really matter? No. Because we need to like no have infect again the next turn to kill the next person no. and we do have to kill three people so boogeymander no not no 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 you don't think if you if the thing that makes your deck into a boogeymander deck is that you have to have the perfect seven to kill one person <laughs> on turn two that's what i live for well yeah but don't kink shame me you're probably not gonna gonna win that game right probably not your creature's probably gonna eat shit and that's gonna be it for you because yeah, now you, you're in top you, deck mode you you want to play urinal duelist and then somebody just like comes out and just stomps your dink yeah yes right that's what's gonna happen so no that is not a no no it's pretty not. cool though when stuff costs less because you get yes. to fucking cheat he is a cool ass card but i don't think that he's scary for the reason that you outlined okay that's a good that's a good ass take. So people know he doesn't need to be banned. No, infect doesn't need to be moved to fifteen or twenty. No. Yeah. No. If you on if you have an eight in on turn one mm -hmm. that allows you to kill a player with all eight of those cards. That is cool. That's awesome. And nobody should be banned for that's doing that. That's how stories get made. Right? Yeah, that's a story you'll tell for friggin' ever. Yeah. So let it happen. Here's a card I, I actually really like in Layla the Blade Reforged. Ooh. I like this one. She's made out of like rocks or something. Yeah, and she's all fiery and shit. And she's yeah. got a sword and glowing eyes and she's going to stab some, some bitch. Yep. Give her a read. She is a 2 2 for red 2 with haste. Whenever she attacks, you exile the top card of your library. You can play that card this turn. So it's like a red chaos draw. Whenever you exile one or more cards from your library and or graveyard, you put a plus one plus one counter on her. So this is another attacky to red chaos draw. Yep. You like those? I, I like these. Okay. I, I like and this we, one. We have such a plethora of red chaos draw cards now that you could just rip through your whole deck as long as you're okay with exile and stuff. Yeah. I think that that's a good place to be. Yeah, I do too. Okay. I do. I like that card. I think it's neat. 
And How- it's it's costed in such a way too that like on turn two or three when it comes down the following turn you probably still have you probably still have openings. And you'll be able to sneak in your your three three at somebody probably your two two your three yeah. three your four four your five five because it's just getting bigger. And if you're playing on red with a bunch of flashback stuff, you can make her bigger by playing spells. Oh, whenever you exile something, yeah. Whenever you exile one or more cards from your library and or graveyard, oh yeah, so you can flashback and. Yeah, so if you're rocking b- the big underwear breach, uh, no, turn? no, this doesn't this doesn't work with flashback because when you cast it from your graveyard, oh, it exiles from, from the stack. Oh yeah, that's poopy. yeah, that's poopy. Well, the underwear breach thing still works. Yeah, but you could you can you can't but you could bog yourself, but you could you could. Tormod's crypt yourself. There we go. There it is. Get that, okay. Get that one counter. You fill up your graveyard. Yeah. This is the best Voltron deck ever. Uh, yeah, it's oh, one it's or one or more. God yeah. damn no, it. No, that's not God good. God damn it. I thought self-mill, Tormod's crypt myself, <laughs> traumatized myself, Tormod's crypt myself. I'm going to tell you. It doesn't work, people. How about Low Shield Clockwork Scholar? Oh, uh, yeah. Prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to attacking artifact creatures you control. So again, the artifact creature thing. Yep. Okay, they're, they're but back. they got to attack. Okay. New paragraph. When one or more artifact creatures enters the battlefield under your control, draw a card. Neat. Only triggers once per turn. But we have ways to tap, put a thopter into play, yep. put a servo into play, yep. sacrifice, get get creatures. Like think of this with with uh, what what is it? Pentavis. Yeah. You, you can remove counters to put a pentavite into play. Sac yeah. a pentavite. Put a uh, plus one counter on Pentavis? Yeah. Is that that's the right card, right? I think so. And you can just cycle your Pentavis Pentavi and your Pentavites yep. to draw cards every single turn. You draw four cards a turn if this is in your command zone. It's a good card. Pretty good. It's a solid card. I like good. it. I like the next card. It has an eight on it. It's an owl people, which I'm not super high on, but look at that fucking creature type. <laughs> a bird advisor. <laughs> Mavinda Student's Advocate is a 2-3 for white 2 with flying has 0. You may cast target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard this turn. If that spell doesn't target a creature you control, it costs 8 more to cast. <laughs> <laughs> if that spell be put into your graveyard exile instead, activate only once each turn. Cool. That's neat. I like you that. Can, you can activate it on other people's turns and just do nothing. <laughs> I don't know if that's of any benefit, but it'll let me cast stuff from my graveyard. Traumatize yeah. myself twice in my advisor deck. Fill up that fucking graveyard for Underworld Breach. <laughs> it's an advisor. I can tap it to mill you. No, but the the, the traumatize have to has to copy a, a targeted creature you control. Oh, only to cost less. Well, yeah, you just have to pay eight. I guess you can still pay eight for it. Well, eight plus five for traumatize because <laughs> it costs eight more. <laughs> Fucking 13 mana traumatize myself. It's perfect. It's, it's absolutely yeah, perfect. You, you know where you are when you're hearing shit like that. Yeah. Okay. Here's, here's a card that I'm, again, why the fuck isn't this two cards? This, of all the cards, is the one that actually just, I'm very pop-set about this with several reasons. I see what you did there. Reason number one. Mila Crafty Companion, the fox, is a 2-3 for white, white, one. Whenever an opponent attacks one or more planeswalkers you control, put a loyalty counter on each planeswalker you control. Neat. Whenever a permanent you control becomes the target of a spell or an ability an opponent controls, you may draw a card. Hey, white card draw. It's really good. Yes. You know where I want that to go? In my Atraxa deck. 
Whenever a permanent you control becomes a target of spell or an opponent controls. Oh, yeah. draw a card. Yeah, I want to yes. put that in a track set, but I fucking can't. Can't, because it's got Luca Wayward Bonder on the other side. He's a planeswalker. Discard a card, draw a card, sure. Return a creature from your graveyard to the battlefield that has haste. Exile it. Great. Sneak attack, yeah. Yeah. You get an emblem whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control. It deals damage equal to its power to any target. Pandemonium. Or Warstorm Surge. That's, that's a good That's a good Planeswalker. That's an okay Planeswalker. He costs six, though. Yeah. This is not two cards because Mila is his companion from Ikoria. No, it is he's his not. Familiar. The guy from Ikoria was a cat. And Luca what? is the fucking cat. Oh, no, it's not. You're wrong. Luca, Luca has always been the cat. <laughs> Luca's not. We discussed this Luca in Ikoria. The, well, now we know. Luca is the cat. <laughs> Luca's the And the boss. cat is not a fox. Yeah, I think you're right. It was a giant cat. Yeah, wasn't like it? this isn't even the same animal. It's two unrelated things that do unrelated things on the same card. One of them is attacky, attack, attack. Creatures get in there and attack, and the other one is don't attack me because creatures shouldn't attacky, attack. Don't get me. That that's th- th- this is two cards. Yes. And this is two strictly different fucking cards. That's why they're not on the same face of the card. <laughs> they're on the other side of the card because they're two cards. They should be two cards next to each other. <laughs> well, if you had two of them. It's what they should play, be. Play standard. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Neil's dis- Discipline Enforcer? Ooh, this is like the this is like the the fucking principal. This is ghostly prison when with plus one, plus one counter stuff, right? Each creature with plus one counter on it can't attack you unless you pay X, where X is the number of plus ones on them. Yeah, and when it uh, comes into play, you put plus one, plus ones on some count- on some creatures that they control. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's okay. That's okay. Be- well, it's it's another one of those ones that's like, oh, don't attack me, right? It beats the shit out of fractal tokens and hydras. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, I like that. That's and, pretty good. And, and plus that, one counter decks. And decks that play Cathar's Crusade. Uh, the, the bug guy, I can never remember his damn name. Uh... Every time Masaryk. a Masaryk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it okay. Pommels Masaryk all day long. Okay. How about Octavia Living Thesis? This sounds like a dream theater song. Yeah. <laughs> this is an 8 8 for 10. It's a... Elemental Octopus. Costs 8 less to cast if you have 8 or more instants and sorceries in your G yard. It's got Ward 8. Oh. So if you target it with anything, you've got to pay 8 extra or else it's countered. Yeah. What if I'm what if I'm Mevindaing? For eight plus, and then I target your Octavia, so it's eight more. So now I have to pay sixteen in addition to whatever removal spell I'm playing for my graveyard. <laughs> That's great, and it's got Magecraft. Whenever you cast or copy, target creature has base power and toughness eight eight until end of turn. Fine, cool. That's fine. Is that an is it, that goes in the Sea Monster deck? But is it the Sea Monster Commander? No. Okay. No, it's not. Oscar the Reconstructor. Oh, this guy. I think this guy's good. Give him a read. Let's give him a read. He's a 4-4 giant artificer for white, red, 2, vigilance. 1, sack an artifact, target creature you control gets plus 2, plus 0 until end of turn. X, tap, exile an artifact with mana value X from your graveyard. Create 2 tokens that are copies of the exiled card. Activate only as a sorcery. Hell yeah. So we just exile soul ring, and then we can do it again if we find some way to untap him. Like a uh, staff of domination. Can that do it? I'm just going to staff of domination because I assume it can do it. It, it probably can. Well, the soul ring's gone. But you, but you have two more soul rings. Yeah, you can turn your soul ring into two soul rings, and then you can turn maybe that into two gilded lotuses. Well, you can just sacrifice one of the soul rings after you tap it for mana, and then you can get two more. No, because the token doesn't go to your graveyard. 
Yeah, the token goes to a graveyard. Well, yeah, but you can't reanimate. You can't remove it from a graveyard because it, it disappears. Yeah, you could do it once and, ah, fuck. Yeah, it doesn't quite, it's not quite that good, but it's it's pretty good. You can upcycle and get extra stuff. Yes. There's lots of reasons, there's a, lots of reasons to love the reprints in this set. P and LR. Oh, yeah. Skip yeah. it. Skip it. Plarg, <laughs> Dean of Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> this, no, is, this sounds like a card that I would like, Ryan. Yes. Read it. This is a 2-2 two, two for 2. Uh, orc, Shaman. He's the Dean. You tap him, discard a card, draw a card. So that is like looting, but no, it's rummaging. That's rummaging. what that is. Yep. Yeah. You go four, tap, four, red, tap, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a non-legendary, non-card, mana value three or less, and you get it and it gains haste or some shit? You can pay without paying its mana cost. Oh, sure. So you just kind of like just dig for whatever. Yeah, Fuck that guy. What's okay. he doing on the other side, Ron? Flips over into Augusta, Dean of the Order. Dean of Order. Fuck, I wish this was an advisor. Other tapped creatures you control get plus one, plus oh, and other untapped creatures you control get plus, plus zero, plus one. So if they're attacking, they get bigger. If they're blocking, they get bigger. Okay? Yeah. Whenever you attack, untap each creature you control, then tap any number of creatures you control. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I don't. I don't like that card. I like that you you tap them and untap like you untap them and tap them again. Like what? If you want, like what? <laughs> if that was after blocks, I would like. Okay, sure, you can tap this to get combat advantage there. But they're trying so hard to get Boros away from the attackity tack tack tacky stuff. Ah, it's that fine. Just even do her thing. I don't think that this card is going to see very much play at all. No. Okay. I think that I'm going to open 10 of them. Most likely. Let's talk about my favorite commander in the set. This is another weird one where it's like half people, half animal. I'm not into it. It's an elephant, though. Yeah. Quintorius Field Historian is it a 2-4 for Red, white, three. Spirits you control get plus one, plus oh, sure. Whenever one or more cards leave your graveyard, create a three, two, red, and white spirit creature token. That, it's actually a four, two. Be yeah. Because it's getting plus one, plus one. And this either goes into the same kind of deck that, like, Savine the Chronoclast is with, like, the flashbacks and get stuff from your graveyard or... Like the mass getter backer eggs decks and stuff from like uh, like combo decks with with what is it empty the vaults and sure the what are those cards that second sunrise second sunrise yeah you get the, it's that deck or I'm sure I'm sure there's some kind of combo here right there's got to be oh probably I just like it because I think it's I think I think it's cool I just think this deck is really cool it makes your flashback into a thing yep. there's a card that are like endure I think it's enduring renewal. I think is the yes, yes, yes. Where it's every time a creature goes into your graveyard, it either go, if it goes back to your hand if it's not white, and it comes back into play if it is white. So when your guys are dying, they're hitting the yard and going back to your hand and replacing themselves with four twos, and then you can play them again, and that leads into all sorts of degenerate oh, shit. Oh, and what's where you can, what's the enchantment that when enchanted creature dies, return it to the battlefield, and then at the end of turn you bring the enchantment back. So both of those would leave the graveyard as well, right? Yeah, that also. I forget. So that works. That's, but that's good. But there's just all sorts of ways that cards leave your graveyard sometimes. And yeah. you get a cool benefit from it. I just think this is going to be a really interesting deck. And I like the picture. And you know what? Don't forget that white can reincarnate with, with like, reincarnation or... or What's the one from Alpha where it, where it looks like the really old one? Uh, reincarnate? No. Re... 
Ah, oh, fuck. You're asking me to remember something. White, white, dude. Yeah, white brings back cards. Yes. It, it can do that. And Sun Titan. There we go. And there's combos <laughs> too. There's like uh, Revelark and Karmic Guide combos and stuff where you can get all of these guys back and then you play the, the Dredge guy, Flame, Flame, whatever. Flame Zealot. That gives all your creatures haste. Yeah. Right? Like, so you can do it with this deck. Yeah, this guy can do it. There's lots of build room there. You can build something that's totally like Jank, Kamigawa, Spirit Tribal. Ooh. Or all the way over to like. This is just the enabler for a bunch of combos that are just ridiculous loops that don't actually do anything until you but, attack and but now they kill do. everyone, yeah. Because now those stupid loops just net you dudes that make you win. Yep, that's cool. Stupid I like loops. This guy. Stupid loops is that stupid? <laughs> yes, very CCO thing to do. Okay, Riona Fire Dancer. Okay, this is red red three for a three four hu- uh, human wizard. At the beginning of combat on your turn, create X tokens that are copies of another target creature you control where X is one plus the number of instants and sorceries you've cast this turn. They gain haste, exile them at the beginning of the next end step. So this makes tokens. You're probably going to get one token a turn because you're casting a sorcery. Yeah. And and that's probably fine that's if you're okay. stacking up your deck with like good stuff that you want to make tokens of. It's not going to sure. give you tokens in mass. This is going to get you one big guy. You could get a bunch of like gangbang commanders... Um, oh, that's a good one. I think Desolation Twin got a reprint. So, I mean, you get a Desolation Twin, which gets you an additional Desolation Twin. Yeah, okay. Right? I mean, you're going to have those blowout turns where you go, like, Rite of Flame, Desperate Ritual, Other Ritual, Seething Song, something else. Mana Geyser. Giant fucking dude that makes tokens. Yes. And Right? Like, maybe. You, then you're going to sneak attack with that mana in your Blight Steel. Then you're going to, like go to combat and you're going to get a bunch of other blight steals and yeah. you're going to just crash in like that that yeah that the, could be the deck yep that's that, that could just yeah. be the deck yeah which is when you when you say that that makes it cool yeah way cooler than when i said like oh yeah you're just going to cast like vandal blast not overloaded make a copy of my worm coil <laughs> which which is also fine <laughs> you can do both of those things but yeah. again it's one of those decks that's super narrow and it's either going to be kind of janky and shitty or it's going to just fuck. Hey, I like all of those things. <laughs> Narrow, janky, shitty, glass cannon, but also fuck. And there we go. <laughs> How about Rutha Mercurial Artist? Hey, this is the performing arts kind of... What are, what are they called again? What is this college I called? I don't care. Prismari. This is the Prismari Performing Arts. Is it, Ryan? Is it? Is it? Yeah. Okay. One for Orc Shaman, red, blue, one, pay two, return Rutha Mercurial Artist to its owner's hand, copy target instance or sorcery, you may choose new targets. You you bounce her, and then you can... There's a combo with this one, too, that I saw on Twitter. There, there I don't know what be. it is. It's super... It, it probably involves reiterate and copying reiterate and bouncing her in response to something in planar again. Like, whatever. Yeah, it exists. It, Whatever, there it is. You know what? This feels like the one where nobody's going to play it, but it's like a very powerful CEDH deck. That's what this feels like. But I don't even think it's there. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm I'm right there with you. How about Ruxa Patient Professor? I really like this one. Uh, it's a fucking furry. It I'm is. not into it. Yeah. Bear Druid, 4-4 four, four for 4, two of which are green. 
Whenever it enters the battlefield or attacks, return target creature with no abilities from your yard to your hand. Creatures you control with no abilities get plus one, plus one. And you may have creatures you control with no abilities assign their combat damage as though they weren't blocked. Just because it's a funny bear in a robe, I think I'm going to try him in Tana. I think that it is kind of funny. <laughs> it's kind of a funny pick. He's got his like finger chalk, and he's right. He's like explaining something to somebody. He's like trying to be really patient to this just idiot fucking creature that's all flavor text, right? Like, it's like just like sandbar crocodile or something. <laughs> sandbar crocodile's got phasing. Fuck, I, whatever. Just some shitty. Just a bunch of sapling tokens. Dumb idiot. Yeah. No, it's like some big idiot elf from like a scourge or something. It's like a six six. It's good like a novel of flavor text, and he's just like. <laughs> oh now you get plus one plus one thank you <laughs> here's your morgander petroglyphs dot deck exactly big dumb idiots <laughs> and you know what that much i can appreciate this guy's text box i like <laughs> I, i'm i'm a fan of that how about shadrick's silver quill Ooh, when you say it like that it's Pretty spooky. That's <laughs> pretty spooky. I think Two five elder dragon sucks. for black white three flying D strike. That is double strike. Yep. At the beginning of combat on your turn, choose two, but they must target two different peep. Yep. Okay. Target player creates a one a two one inkling flyer token. Right. Target player loses one, draws one. Right. Ooh. Okay. Target player puts a plus one counter on each creature they control. Here's the thing. Okay. I'm alpha striking you. Yep. Lose a life. <laughs> Just right <laughs> off the bat. Fuck you with that one life. And draw a card. And draw a card. Right. Don't care. Because your life total is going down. Then I put a plus one on each guy I control. That's pretty good. When I'm alpha striking. That's, That's like good. a little tiny mini shitty Orzov tiny little overrun. <laughs> <laughs> or anthem. But it's like the anthem that compounds itself turn over turn. I think that this guy's the second best of the dragons that we've seen so far. I think he's all right. I think that also he's going to lead to one of those funny story moments where you do exactly what you just said, and they're going to draw fog and play oh, it. With, like, right? Like, yeah. ah, screw you, buddy. And that's yeah. going to be awesome. Yep. Yep. That's what's going to happen. How about Shaylee? Shalai? Is that Shalai? Sh Shaylee? I have, I don't know. Whatever. Dean of Radiance. Yeah, a 1-1 one, one bird cleric for white one. Flying, Vig, tap to put a plus one counter on each creature that entered the battlefield under your control this turn. That's like a little mini Cathar's Crusade. Or a uh, Orin Reef the Vastwood, sort of. Is it Orin? No, it's uh, Felidar Retreat. Oh, yeah, Orin yeah. Reef. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is also like, uh, like Machaeus the Lunark. Kind of like that, too. Okay. Okay, it flips over into the black side Ambrose, Dean of Shadow. Uh -huh. This guy looks like uh, he looks like a bad guy. He's a 4-4 four, four for black, black, two. Tap, put a plus one counter on another target creature, then Dean, Dean of whatever, Shadow, deals two damage to that creature. Okay, whenever a creature you control with a plus one counter on it dies, draw a card. So you put a plus one counter on your 1-1, one, one, and then it dies, and then you draw a card? Is that what you do there? I guess so. In a token deck? I, I, don't, I don't think you're going to see a lot of play out of these guys. I, I don't. I don't think you're going to see a lot of play out of that guy. You know who else you don't see a whole lot of anymore? Talran Sky Summoner. Good thing they reprinted that. Moving on to <laughs> Tanazir Quadrix, or Tanazir Quadrix. Yeah. 4-4 four, four Elder Dragon, Flying Trample for Simic and 3, enters the battlefield. Double the number of plus one counters on target creature you control. 
Neat. So whenever you say double, that's good. That's usually pretty good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever Tanazar Quandrix attacks, you may have the base power and toughness of each other creature you control become equal to Tanazar Quandrix power and toughness till so end of turn. Why do you make a creature that you have that's probably already big, bigger, and then make it probably smaller by turning into... Yeah, this guy's confused. <laughs> this guy doesn't make any... It's like, okay, guys, we already printed a lot of really great Simic cards. Uh, let's try and make the dragon be not as good, maybe? Yeah. Then people will say, nah, we're not always printing good stuff in there. That's how that feels. I like the symmetry in the art. Yeah. I like that. I like that neat. garden looks like a nice place to be. Yeah, I would hang out there probably. Yep. Yeah. So sometimes they have characters that are recurring. There's lots of different iterations of them. Yes. And sometimes they just reprint the bad one. Yes. Like Tessa Envoy of Ghosts. Yeah, I don't know why that one showed up on mine. Yeah. Uh, uh, because it's a reprint. Yeah. So I guess there's only 52 legendaries. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on to Tivish Gloom Summoner. Yeah. 4-4, four, four, Human Warlock, Black 4, Lifelink, Life Stink, if yeah, you will. There, there we go. At the beginning of your end step, if you gained life this turn, you may pay X, where X is the amount of life you just gained. If you do, you create a black XX demon creature with flying. So you gain life and you're like, ah, fuck it, I'll make a big ass dude. I'm going to tell you why I don't like this card. He looks like Will Ferrell in, in uh, Zoolander. That's another reason why I don't like this card, yep. We are the only two guys that hate Will Ferrell, I think. What? No, there has to be other people out there. I've never found them. If you don't like Will Ferrell... We're going to get trash for this. Down in the comments, comment something specific that you don't like about Will Ferrell, and you'll be entered to win a draw for one of my super sweet Brando tokens. <laughs> That's good idea. I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is to prove that other people don't like Will Ferrell. Okay, good. Excellent. So the thing I actually don't like about this card, besides the fact it looks like Will Ferrell, is it's one of those cards that uses the same token of a creature, and they could all be different sizes, and that gets confusing. Mm. And I just don't like it. It's too much stuff to keep track of sometimes, and I'm just not into it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to one-up you. Okay. The next double-sided Dean card involves a fucking hone counter and 87 lines of text and a full line of type a full line of name and then the back of it is 87 more lines of text i'm not even going to read this card if you're interested in it uh, maybe you can read it but if not i'm going to move right the fuck on valentine dean of the vein another bad card i'm going to say i'm going to say it hey bad this card. is a one drop commander though this is kind of, it's cool when we see one of those i guess it's not like i've been playing one of them for a decade well it's a cool deck you like the deck it's true so maybe this is maybe this is um norn the wary's newfound friend a 1-1 one, one Menace, Lifelink, Vampire, Warlock for black. If a non-token creature an opponent controls would die, you exile it instead. When you do, you may pay two. So when it dies, you do something instead. And then if you do, you pay two. If you do pay two, you get a black 1-1 one, one Pest Creature token that when it dies, you gain a life. Sure. Sure. And at the back of it is whenever you gain life, you may pay one. Okay. If you do... Put a plus one counter on each creature you control, and those creatures gain trample. Hey, that's pretty good. Yeah. Ah, let's move on. There's that's just be there's better things that you can do that for the same mana cost in green and whatever. Velomachus Lorehold. Yeah. This might be the dragon I find with uh, with dragon's approach. Is this the one? Is this is this the card? Is this the the big dragon from the set that people are just going to be all rock hard over? You think? Because this is this one's pretty cool. This I, I pretty like good. this one. I pretty like this one. Good. 
Give it a read. Five, five, four, white, red, five, flying, vigilance, haste. Whenever whatever his name is attacks, you look at the top seven cards of your library. You can cast an instant or sorcery spell with mana value less than or equal to his power from among them for free. Put the rest on your bottom of the library in a random order. Yeah, this one's good. This is cool. I, dr- I dragon's approach. Okay. Okay. Dragon's approach. Yeah. And then... I get my Velomachus lore hold. Yeah. Then I Mystical Tutor for Traumatize, and he's got haste, so I attack you, and right. I traumatize my fucking self for free. Solid move. Solid move. Or, or mm-hmm. you could Mystical Tutor for an additional combat step, and then. It doesn't sound as good. Play Underwear Breach and. Ooh. Breach the Mystical Tutor every turn to get an extra turn spell on top of your library every turn and just beat. Also good. Yeah. Hey, that's really fucking good because I'll just get an extra turn spell and all my petitioners are on tap. I can mill my dang self and and uh, I'll always have fuel for my underwear breach. Now, do you go to exile underwear breach when it resolves? No. When you sacrifice it? No, it goes to the bin. Yeah. yeah. You get yeah. it back. That's why it's so good. Yeah. yeah this is card. this is a this is this is a deck, people. Yeah, we're we're <laughs> building decks deck. right here. My wheels are turning. Okay. All right, we're in the home stretch. Veyran Voice of Duality. Okay, this is a 2-2, a freet wizard for is it and one. Whenever you cast or copy an instant spell or sorcery spell, you uh, it gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. Yep. And if you if you casting or copying an instant spell causes a triggered ability of a permit you control to trigger, it triggers an additional time. Ooh. Don't you wish this was just red? Don't you wish that this was in Calamax? Oh, I think I'm going to. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna copy something, then copy something, then copy something, and then it's gonna be like put a plus one on Calamax and then double the amount of plus ones on him. So he goes from four to five to ten to eleven to twenty-two <laughs> to fucking to, to twenty-three to forty-six, Six. and then I attack you <laughs> and you die. <laughs> Then I crew a vehicle with him. Yeah, Any like, vehicle I want. <laughs> He's so big, he crews every vehicle at the same time. <laughs> he wears fucking trains like roller skates. I'll allow it. Yes. I'll allow it. Willow Dusk, Essence Seer. Cool. Cool name. Uh, pretty cool art. This is a 3-3 three, three for 3, so automatically pretty, pretty efficient. Yep. One tap. Choose another target creature. Put a plus one counter on. Uh, equal to the amount of life you've gained or lost this turn. Yeah. But you can only do it once. Who cares? It's tapped. You can probably only do it once anyways. Yeah. Gained or lost this turn. That's okay. That's okay with like... Uh, of course, it's only on your turn. So somebody can't attack you and then you just go, oh, oh, oh really? Oh, yeah. Activate only as a sorcery. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Oh, really? You fuck? I'll show you. You can't even do that. Oh, well. You could just necropotence. <laughs> go to one. <laughs> Kill you. Necropotence, go to one. Put a plus, one, uh, plus 39 on my one drop. Kill you. Oh, Exaxes. Oh, oh. Turn course, two. And since you've drawn all those cards, you'll probably have something that'll give that creature lifelink. Get in there. Get all your life back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go dark ritual necropotence on one. Yeah. Turn two, you go... Uh, Willow Dusk's here. Oh, you need a creature, though, on turn two to attack. Oh, yeah. Fucking Memnite. He's a 1-1 one, one for zero. <laughs> yep. Yep. I saw the coolest meme the other... Not meme, but, like, altar the other day. It was Memnite, but it was Memnite with a gun. <laughs> it was just a Memnite holding a gun, and it was a 2-1 for zero. 
Oh, excellent. That's so funny. Oh, man. We got three more. Here we go. Yodora Grave Gardener. Yodora. That sounds kind of like a He-Man character. It sounds like it should be a Godzilla monster to also me. Also that, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, a 5-5 five, five for 5, green 4. Treefolk Druid. Whenever another non-token creature you control dies, you may return it to the battlefield face down under its owner's control, and it's a forest. No, it's it's a forest. Not a... It's, it's a forest. It's a forest. You're yeah. a forest now. You're composting that bitch. Yeah, like, I'm just going to till him till he's dirt, <laughs> and then plant a tree in him, and wait for 20 years, and then he's a tree. Yes. Except it happens now. Yeah. And you can't morph him, FYI, because he doesn't have abilities like morph. Yeah, you can't turn him back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't even like is that good? Cuz you're losing access to your creatures forever. It's, it's face down. So does Ixadron get bigger? <laughs> yes. I think so. I think he does. Why did you, oh man. Broke it wide open. Right I, here on CC. I think that's good because whenever a creature dies, you just get a land. That's good, isn't it? And it's but it's non-token, so you can't just throw away, right? Yeah, you got to get your real dudes. I don't know. It's it is. It's a card. All right, face can, card for Izzet. Can nope. we play this? Can we play this card in a deck that has zero land <laughs> to get all our guys with mana rocks and just skull clamp fucking shitty guys till we have lots of land? Well, yeah. Fucking, let's do it. Two left. Zaffy Thunder Conductor. Thunder who? Thunder Conductor? Thunder who? Read the text box. <laughs> this is another typo. Zaffy one. Thunder Conductor? Thunder Conductor. Whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery, scry one. If the spell's mana value is five or greater, create a 4-4 blue and red elemental creature token. If that spell's mana value is ten or greater, Zaphi Thunder Collector deals ten damage to an opponent chosen at random. Conductor and Collector. So you need to have a different creature. (laughs) Well, this is... Okay, that sucks. We're going to move on to Zadalpa Primal Dawn. (laughs) Fuck that. It's terrible. Ryan, I've been waiting the whole show to make this joke. What is it? I've been waiting the whole show to make it. We almost made it through an entire set review without a single Simic card that didn't have both the lines land into play from your hand and draw a card on it. And this one trumps that because it actually even says draw two cards. Yeah, and this one just ruins it. But there's another just really good Simic card in... Zimone, Quandrix Prodigy. A 1-2 for green-blue. Pay one. Tap. Return a land card from your hand to the... Put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield tapped. Extra land drop. Yep. Doesn't count for your land per turn. Correct. Four tap. Draw card. If you control eight or more land, draw two cards instead. Jeez. Hey, at I could play this in my land deck. At least she's an uncommon. You know what? At least she's an uncommon. Oh, that makes it She'll easy. Be, be easy to get. Yeah. yeah. Cool. There it is. That's it. We we skipped a couple of the reprints. We skipped a Dean because it had too many words. <laughs> yeah, fuck that Dean. I think we skipped a mage tribal piece of crap too. But I Did don't we? Ca- I don't care. Oh. I don't care. I don't care. What do you think of the legendaries? What do you think of uh, Stonks Haven and C21 on the whole? Strictly medium. Strict, strict Havenly medium. Strictly medium. I honestly don't have a strong opinion either way, which is weird for me. Huh. 
Yeah. And the only maybe I'm rubbing off on you. The only thing that I'm excited about, like excited, excited, excited about for this set is the mystical archive cards. Oh yeah, I'm yep, yep, I'm yep. pumped for those. Even if they're not the most beautiful cards I've ever seen, I'm excited to open them and just see what I get. Yeah, that's gonna be fun because you get good cards. Yeah, and cards think, that cards that you will and do play. Exactly. Whereas I. I don't. I'm so take it or leave it with almost everything in this set because I'm not a spell slinger player. I'm not going to build any of the decks. But the flip side to that is I'm really excited to play against decks that come out of this. Yeah, because there are a lot of very interesting and unique things. Yeah, they're just. And we talked about it on I think a top five in five. It's just it's different. Yep. And the Boros gives you a new take. The lore hold gives you a new take with some of the already best Boros stuff. So you're still playing good cards there. Yep. And you're changing the flavor a little bit of some color pairs, which is great. I've got a lot of cards and just like cheapy little cards, common, uncommons, and jank rares that I know are going to go in a bunch of my decks. Mm-hmm. This is the this is the set where I'm actually going to like have a list of Ooh. cards that I need to like put into decks. And not because I think I'm going to get outpaced or I can't keep up because people know when they sit down with me that I'm playing jank and yeah. I articulate that to them, yeah. right? This is fucking shit. And like, you should play shit too because it'd be fun for me, <laughs> right? <laughs> and for you. So I'm not I'm not scared that this set is so powerful and I'm going to break Commander and it's going to ruin yeah. the format and what I love about it. But there are powerful things and that's yeah. exciting. There's some powerful stuff that people are going to do. I'm excited that I can finally get more foil chaos warps. Oh, with with alternate art too, right? With yeah. The, with the mystical archive. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I, I don't even know if I've looked at all of those pieces of art yet. I was waiting for them all to flood into me at one time, like reviewing all of them at once. Tell me if this is a good idea. Sure. This will be my last thing I'm going to say on the set. Tell me. I'm going to do my opening video. Brando does stuff. Check yes. it out sometime if you want to. I have made a point. To not look at the Japanese spoilers for the Mystical Archive cards, <laughs> so I'm going to open them and have no idea what any of them are. You'll be able to. I bet you'll be able to decipher some of them. I'm going to be able to. I'm just going to see if I could pick them out. I know Demonic Tutor because it was spoiled like really the first early, one. Yeah, but other than that, I've made a point to ignore them completely. So I'm I'm very excited to just see what I open and then have no idea what they are. That's kind of fun. I'm really excited. Yeah. Yep. Okay, well, I'm excited to, to get a bunch of the stuff that I want for the set, the singles. I ordered all four or five commander decks from FusionGamingOnline.com. Right. I haven't picked up a booster box yet, but I probably will, like, just so we can open Flippy it and so I can have it and do giveaway packs with it. Nice. So uh, look forward to that, I guess, open Flippies and commenting to get entered into stinky onion packs. Yep. If you want to get your own Strixhaven or commander stuff from FusionGamingOnline.com, you make sure you use CCO Fusion 5 promo mm-hmm. code lets the business daddies know that their partnership with us is a good one lets them know that people in the nation are proud and happy to support us with the cards that they were going to be getting anyways exactly do they're they're happy to support us by doing something that they were going to do anyway paying less for it i like i I like that yeah because fucking magic cards are expensive and you know that there's going to be a couple bangers in those commander decks that are going to get expensive so just get them up front get it over with and, and save yourself, yeah, 5% when doing it. Save yourself the pain of having to hunt down that Savine deck when Dockside <laughs> goes Dockside. through the ceiling. Oh, my yeah. God. But 
I think that overall, maybe Ryan and I aren't as high on the set as some of you are. If this is your favorite set, get at us. Let us know. Let us know what you're going to do with some of the new cards. We're always happy to hear it. We're going to do the next shows going forward on Strixhaven Commanders. So if you've got one, send it in. CommanderCookout at gmail.com. We'll take a look at them. Thank you for being here over the last couple of days, having us in your ear holes and your eye holes and any other hole in which you partake of the show. We really do appreciate it. And we'll be back next week with a super exciting deck on another exciting episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song!